Hey everyone, it's Candace from Dowdism.com and thank you for tuning into this week's segment of Coffee with Candace, where we take one subject and we touch down on it for two minutes. So I received a message saying, hey Candace, I received multiple job offers and I'm not sure which one to choose. Can you help me out? Well, my thought process is I'd love to help you out, but only you can make that sound decision for yourself. So I like to play a little bit of the devil's advocate and say, well, let's weigh things out and you tell me. From both of your interviews, if you had to write down a pros and cons list between the two, who would get more pros and who would get more cons? Oftentimes we kind of get lured by that shiny carrot dangled in front of us. It seems like it's more pay. But let's take example job A and job B. Job A is paying you $50,000, but it's an hour, hour and a half commute from your home. And job B is paying $47,500, but it's maybe five to 10 minutes from your home. Although one seems to be more money, you also have to factor the amount of time and gas that you're going to put in, and it could also be a bit of a balance. So it's up to you in terms of what's important. There's so many different variables, like is this job just lateral? Is it the same position you've been in and you're comfortable with? Or are you looking for a position that will elevate you in your career status? Or perhaps you're changing into a new career path, and this is also an option. It's all a matter of what you want to do. So these are all driving forces. Are you looking for a new career path? And is option B that new career path? Or are you wanting to stay in something stable that you're familiar with? How many hours are you going to be working in there? What was the interview process like? Did it give you a warm and fuzzies? Did you leave thinking, well, this is more money. I could probably do well, but I don't know how I felt in that office. You have to read people whenever you're in an interview and you have to take from the office and meet and greet with individuals to pick up on the best feeling as to will this jive well with what it is that are part of your core beliefs, values, and also just think of it. You're going to be stuck with these folks for 40 plus hours a week. So use your best judgment and trust your gut. I don't care if you get an offer letter that says you have 24 hours to respond. Don't fall into the pressure. Just know that it is up to you to make a sound decision when it comes to your life and the best decision for you. And whatever it is, it will all work out in the end. So that's our two minutes. Thanks for tuning in to the segment of Coffee with Candace. I hope you all have a fantastic day and feel free to reach out to me with any questions that you may have. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, it's Candace from Dowdism.com and thanks for tuning into this segment of Coffee with Candace where we take two minutes to touch down on one subject. So the topic of today is whether or not you should dumb down your resume. Here's the scenario. You apply for a job. It seems like it's a perfect fit for you. Maybe a week later, the recruiter reaches out to you and they call you about this position and all goes well in that 25-30 minute conversation that you have with them. And at the very end, they say, you know what, John Smith, we like you a lot, but... I need you to dumb down your resume in order for me to present you to a hiring manager. The conversation has gone well. You feel like you're the perfect candidate for this role, but now you're kind of taken aback as to why you should take the steps to dumb down your resume. I put a post on LinkedIn and I asked people, would you dumb down your resume? And as far as like the responses I got, a lot of them were in line with how I feel. You know, you shouldn't have to dumb down your resume. And a lot of times it's because either the recruiter is afraid that you'll intimidate the hiring manager going in, or they'll think that you're just too overqualified. But personally, I've worked really hard in my own career to get where I'm at, and the thought of dumbing down my resume makes me cringe. 
But I understand if you're in dire straits and you really need a job, sometimes you have to take those steps in order to move forward and get past the first obstacle. And once you land that job, however you navigate and move up in that company, that will be on you to do. But I saw from a major layoff with a huge company where there were so many VPs and directors that were just being declined, even interviews, just simply because they were too smart. So it's one of those things where you have to just trust your gut. Is this a position that I really want? Um, If this is the only step that I need to take in order to get my foot in the door, maybe you'll do it, maybe you won't. And can you grow once you are inside internally? And sometimes it is just having a hiring manager or a director that you may be reporting to that knows absolutely nothing. You know how that goes. Somebody's friend's kid gets a job and now you're reporting to them and they don't know anything and you could intimidate them, but you have to do what's best for you. What you do once you interview, land that job and however you want to grow up the ranks, that's on you. More power to you. And I hope that you can continue to thrive in your career. But dumbing down your resume is something that you have to do with total precaution because it can either set you up to excel in a position where you can grow in a company and take that position or it can also keep you stagnant and people will perceive that you're not capable of doing more when you really are. So that's my food for thought when it comes to today's topic with Coffee with Candace and I hope you all have a great day. Hey everyone, this is Candace from Dadism.com. Thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Candace, where we take two minutes to touch down on one subject. So the other day I was having a conversation with a good friend, Daphne, and she said, hey Candace, do you think it's important to send a thank you letter after an interview? And well, my thought process on that is I have interviewed hundreds of people and probably have received a total of four thank you notes in my entire staffing career. And guess what? I'm not influenced by them. It's not a big deal to me. Now, if somebody's love language was like receiving like words of affirmations or notes or something like that, maybe it's super important to them. Personally, for me, I don't care. I see the interview process as a 50-50 chance and opportunity for me to get to know you and to see if you're a good fit for a role and also for you to make a collective decision on whether or not you want to work with me or whatever company it is that I'm trying to, you know, sell you on. But again, there are individuals who really love a thank you note, so you can send them out. It doesn't hurt you. If anything, it just shows like initiative by saying something along the lines of, hi, Brandy Smith. I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me for a face-to-face interview and to allow me the opportunity to meet with the team. I really enjoyed the office and the company culture seems great. And I'm really excited about the opportunity and would love to know what the next step is. So what you're doing is just saying a quick thank you, but you're really saying what's next. So this gives them the opportunity. One, you put the ball back in their in the court for them. And two, you're looking at their response time. Do they respond immediately and let you know that it was great meeting with you? Are they forwarding it over to the team where you can get multiple responses? Or are they ghosting you? If they ghost you, well, you pretty much know your answer. You didn't get it. Um, shame on them for not telling you at least. But it takes initiative. So it doesn't hurt to send at least an email. You don't necessarily have to send some type of stationary thank you letter with gold foil and butterflies that say thank you written across it. But you can just send a nice short but sweet email to the hiring manager, the recruiter, whoever is involved, and just say thank you. And then you can wait for the response. So 
that's my thoughts on thank you letters. If you and I ever meet, if I ever recruit you for a position, you don't have to send me one, but they're nice. Um, so that's all I have for today with Coffee with Candace. If ever you have questions, feel free to send them to me directly. If you are connected to me through LinkedIn, send them there, or you can email me at info at And if you want to, you can also join me on one of these podcasts and I would love to speak with you. Thanks and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Candace from Dadism.com. Thanks for tuning in to the segment today where we take two minutes to touch down on one segment. And I received a message saying, hey Candace, I had an amazing interview. Everything went absolutely well. I was so excited and pumped about everything. And I finally got feedback and I was told by the hiring manager that ultimately, although they loved me, they feel like I would get really bored in the position and probably quit after a couple of years. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on that are, a couple of years they're already looking that far ahead I mean sheesh they may not even be there in a couple years but a lot of times whenever I hear that it's either just an excuse or a nice way to just say we're not interested in you of course I don't know I wasn't a fly on the wall to say what happened or what conversation went down did the person say you know I get bored easily but assuming in good faith that this person nailed the interview that everybody loved him they can also be seen as that threat Uh, that person who can come in and take that hiring manager's job or somebody else's position. All too often, I'm witnessing people who are absolutely afraid to have somebody come in that could be smarter than them. Personally, whenever I've done any type of recruitment, I don't care how smart you are. If you can take my job, then so be it. But I always kind of think if I bring on really smart people, they're teaching me something, something I don't know. There's added value. I can also give them added value as well. And hopefully in that process, I can elevate myself in my own career. Even if that person were to step in and take my role, hopefully I'll transition elsewhere. But I don't see people as a threat who could be smarter than me on paper, who may have more industry experience than me over the course of the years. I think it's a poor excuse to just say that somebody's going to get bored because not only is that an assumption, but the key thing is when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. We can't pinpoint how somebody's going to feel going into a position and just put out in the universe they're going to get bored. You don't know that. They could come in, do a great job, and just move up the ranks in their position, but you don't know because you've already put in your mind that this person wouldn't like it, and I don't think that's fair. So if we could have an honest, say it from your chest, come to Jesus meeting as to why the person really wasn't selected— I'd be interested to know, is this person really a threat? Are they too smart to you? Or have you seen people with the same type of temperament come in and quit after maybe a month or two? Either way, I think when you find top talent, especially in a market where it's really tight, they say that the 3% of people that aren't working are normally the the ones you don't want, unemployable. But when you, you do find top talent and you can bring them on board and everything fits your budget, et cetera, you should run because nothing is guaranteed. Nobody is going to necessarily stay in their job until they retire. People job hop now more than ever, a year or two years, people are ghosting employees. So why not take that chance with somebody who can add value to your company? I went a little bit over today, but so I guess it's three minutes with coffee with Candace, but I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I love your input. Feel free to send me an email at info at doubtism.com. If you have questions, that information is on the website 
Or if you follow me on LinkedIn, send me a message there. Thanks so much and have a great day.